Property Talk on the Tyne. Investment tips, stories and exciting guests with your host, Tony Fares. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Property Talk on the Tyne. So today we're going to be talking about joint ventures. Now I'm sure if you're familiar with property groups on Facebook, you've been reading up about investing, it's a term that you're probably going to come across quite frequently. Now, what is a joint venture, I might hear you say? So a joint venture, to put it simply, and the way that I tend to explain it to most people is, if you think of a landowner and a builder, you'll see a lot of the times that a landowner will team up with a builder, they'll provide the land, and the builder will provide the experience in the finance to build a development. And then they'll probably agree a split on the profits or a price for the purchasing of the land. So that quite simply is one of the most familiar joint ventures that you'll see going out there. But there are other types. Now, you know, you've got information joint ventures where you can both share information. You've got financial joint ventures where one person may bring the finance and the other person brings the time and the experience. So there are multiple different types and One of the ones that I've actually set up, so I've actually got two joint ventures. Um, So actually, I've got a couple more than that at the minute. So I'll talk you through the first one and how that came about. And hopefully, it'll offer some advice for how you can do something similar. Because this is the real thing that when I listen to Jackie Tomes talk about joint ventures, this is the thing that really opened my eyes. Now, remember, I'd been in the business for a hell of a long time at this point. And this, for me, was the eye-opener. And this is the actual game changer. This is the thing that can take you from having a small mediocre portfolio to being an absolute world beater on property. And this is the thing that's going to get me to a portfolio that nets £10,000 a month profit in the space of around about three and a half years. So hopefully you find this interesting. So how did I find and how did I structure the first joint venture? So it's a great story. So I was working in my estate agency and I was invited out to evaluation. Now, this particular vendor I'd never met before. Um, Young guy, a couple of years younger than me and I'm 33. So he must have been about 31, probably a little bit younger than that when we met. Uh, And he had a house in Walker in Newcastle. Now, the property had actually been on the market for around about a year. He had had a buyer for it, and the sale had actually fell through. And he had invited us out to put the property on the market to try to resell it for him. And again, if you've listened to the previous podcast about valuations, you'll you'll probably understand that for me, getting what the vendor actually wants out of a sale or out of a valuation is the most important thing. So we sat down, we got talking, um, he explained why the property hadn't sold or why the previous sale had fell through. And he told us that the property was owned mortgage-free. He didn't live there and he was already living elsewhere. And that he was only going to sell the property to actually use the sale proceeds to live on. Um, now, you'll know the Cardinal still is selling property and living on the proceeds is a big no-no. Um, so we got chatting about whether he needed the money from the property or whether it was just to supplement his existing business and uh, because he was working at the end of the day and was certain that he didn't need all of the money he just needed wanted a little bit extra security and he didn't want to be reliant on going to work every day 
working self-employed and he wanted, if he needed to take a week or two off, he wanted to know that he had this money from property as a little bit of a safety net. Um, now, the current agent he was with hadn't actually talked through renting the property out. So I told him through and, and explained how he could potentially remortgage that property, pull the funds out of it, um, but to keep them for a rainy day in the top each wage up with the rental income because this property was going to probably rent for around about £650 a month and an interest-only mortgage would have been about £200. So it was going to net a good figure of around about three fifty to four fifty, depending on you know deductions, management, insurance, etc. And it fit really in line with why he was actually selling it. Um, so turned out he actually went on to put the property on for rent. Um, we rented it out for him. We managed it for a round about eighteen months, I think. And you know, I hadn't even spoken to him in, in in this time, but he, he clearly enjoyed being a landlord. He enjoyed the extra income and. It was something that he wanted to do more of. So he actually approached the agency 18 months later and asked for a meeting with us uh, and said that he had loved the fact that he had a buy to let now and he knew property prices long-term realistically were only going to go one way. Um, and he had actually came across some more money from a family member and he didn't know what to do with it. He said, you know, I could go out there and spend this money and buy properties, but... I could make an absolute ball up of it and I might make the worst financial mistake of my life. Would you be interested in doing something together where you pick the properties that I buy and we do some sort of like profit share or I pay you to do it for us? Um, now, one of the things at the time was, so for me, a joint venture tends to have three parts to it. Financial, which is money. Time which is obviously your own time and your own effort to build the portfolio. And the third thing is experience or knowing what to buy or what to do. So he clearly had the finance and I had the time and the experience. And it was at that time that I didn't really have enough of my own finance to build my own portfolio or certainly not as quick as I wanted. So we agreed that we could work together on the basis that I find the properties we manage them. We do all the letting side. He can just focus on his day-to-day business, which was removal vans and haulage. Um, and we'd build him a steady income from the pot of money that he had that would be relatively safe for the coming years. Um, and it would be spread across multiple different property assets so as to make him a little bit risk-subverse or not as risky an investment. Um, so... It was an interesting one. Um, so we actually agreed to team up. Now, on this particular deal, we agreed that I, I would have a third of the profits and he would have two thirds. Now, that meant that we were going to... Sorry, I tell a lie. We were a third. Yeah, I was a third. He was two thirds. And with this particular one, we were going to split the rental profits that came in and leave uh, an amount in the bank for a rainy day, so to speak. So we weren't going to be continually taking the profits out of the portfolio. We're going to be taking a percentage of the profits and reinvesting the rest. So it's to increase our cash flow over time. And the second thing was we would also both benefit from any capital value increases. We were both a similar age and we both agreed that, you know, we were going to look to be in property for probably the next 20 years uh, before we look to retire from our own 
kind of businesses and were own jobs. Um, so in terms of the exit, there wasn't really a great deal to discuss. We just said, you know, we'll have to agree a time that we look to split the portfolio or, you know, one buys the other person out or we sell them and cash out. Um, so that was kind of how this one come about. Now, with that particular JV, we went out and bought a block of 10 flats. Now, for anyone who follows me on social media, you'll have seen a lot of posts about these flats. Um, we had one probably had a cannabis farm in. Um, we had two deaths amongst tenants. We had armed police turn up at the property. So what we bought was a really down and out portfolio of 10 flats in one block. From a landlord who, quite frankly, didn't give a monkeys anymore, just did not care about that particular property. Now, when we got talking to that vendor, he had a lot more higher value properties in. Because the income was so low from this for him, he just kind of let them, I would say he let them rot over time. And, you know, the maintenance jobs that were done were done par vast. His tenant selection was shocking. And he didn't just have a portfolio of properties with that block of 10 there. He obviously had a couple of hundred. So he decided to dispose of these because these were at the bottom end. Now, what he also realised with this was he didn't just have a renovation project on his hands in a refurbishment project, but it was also a social housing project because of the tenant selection that he had. A number of them were in benefits. A number of them were in long-term debt or in arrears. And he needed either someone to you know, shake them and tell them exactly what to do, or he needed to just dispose of this asset. Now, because we own the estate agent, we have property managers in-house. We knew exactly what to do in terms of getting the tenant mix right. So we bought the block of 10. We purchased them at auction for 206000 Now, what's heartbreaking about this was I actually shook hands in the vendor's house for 185000 And that afternoon, I offered 200000 coming via the auction house. So we could have actually been even luckier than what we actually were, but we're very happy with this. So we bought for two hundred six. Well, refurb was about 50000 and we've managed to get the property revalued for £400,000. So it's probably the best buy refurb refinance deal that I've ever done, and it's probably up there with one of the best ones I've ever seen done. So that is certainly something that this joint venture partner couldn't have done on his own. He would have absolutely had nightmares buying this portfolio without the expertise that he had in-house via our agency and myself. So we took the properties. We served notice to the relevant tenants who we wanted to dispose of. Um, we formulated a schedule of works for what we're going to do to each property. Some of it was kind of structural or cosmetic in regards to maintenance of the roof. Others was just getting the compliance side of things in order. So a couple of rewires here and there, some new boilers. Um, just from a compliance point, the last landlord didn't have all of these ducks in a row. So we had to make sure that... First and foremost, all that sort of stuff was right. We served a number of UC47s direct to the council to get direct payment of the tenants who weren't paying their rent. So from day one, we increased the cash flow, but we also went down and had an initial chat with all 10 tenants, um, told them that on no uncertain terms, if they didn't behave, look after the property and pay their rent, they would no longer be living there. And we didn't care about taking them to court if that's the route we had to go something that the last landlord had neglected to do. And I think that's why, putting it politely, they took the piss out of him. But we were not going to have the same thing happen to us because it's not right and it's not fair. So 
you know, we have evicted a couple of the tenants there. Um, a couple of them left willingly because they knew we were going to just keep pushing and applying pressure. Uh, and we've managed to turn the portfolio around. There's a real good mix of tenants there now. Um, eight of the tenants that are in the 10 are tenants that we've fully reference checked ourselves and put in. And we've got two of the tenants who were originally there already now, you know, the, those two probably will end up going in the next 12 months because, you know, I start and experience one or two problems with them. And But the problem is, that, sorry, the, the good thing is we're getting the rent on all 10. Uh, they're just not very good for the tenant mix down there. And from an antisocial behaviour point, they are causing one or two issues. And we want to keep all the tenants happy because we don't want them moving out. Now, these particular 10 flats were known locally as, as being really bad. There were horrible, like, orangey colour outside. There was smashed windows. There was tyres on top of the roof. There was guttering hanging. The landlord just hadn't bothered. If he had a drove by, God knows what he would have thought, because I think he had left his daughter to look after them, um, and she wasn't doing a very good job from what I could see. Uh, and from a compliance point, he probably saved himself a fortune on fines, because if any of those tenants had went to the council, he'd have found himself um, up the Ravel photo paddle. Um, so we've changed the tenant mix. We've managed to refurbish them to get into a better standard. We've also done a cosmetic lift on the outside and we've painted it a nice grey colour with black sills. Um, we've got some front doors still to change, but we wanted to show the local area that we had also changed the property. So this partner is absolutely over the moon. He can't believe the difference in the 10 flats. Now, we are about a year down the line now. Um, so... We've had the property revalued. It's came in bang on the money where we needed. The annual rent now is £42,000. Now, remember, we only purchased for two or six, and refurb costs were 50000 And on reval, we've pulled all of our money back out. So we've been left with a pot of money to reinvest. We've also got a cash flow of around about, I think, after insurance and mortgage, correct us if I'm wrong, it's probably around about £30,000 net coming back out of those. So it's a real good cash flow for the portfolio. But what we've now done is with the funds that we've pulled back out, we're now in the process of purchasing three HMOs um, in areas that have some real good growth prospects. You'll heard us talk about the Newcastle General Hospital site previously, if you've listened in. Somewhere I think there's some fantastic growth. We've invested around the college and South Shields where we know there's also going to be investments. So We've bought three HMOs that are going to be higher cash flow than, you know, your standard buy the letter buy refurb refinance. And once we get these complete, we think the annual rent should be close at £90,000 a year. Now, if you think this guy started with one property that he was going to sell, and the property was around about £100,000, he'd have probably spent that £100,000 now, which we've actually turned the, the money that he's got and the equity he had in these properties into a portfolio that's now going to generate around 90000 a year. So he's really happy. From my side, I'm really happy because it's allowed me to grow my portfolio quicker than what I could have. From his side, there's no way he could have done what we've done. So it was a win-win all around, and that's what property's all about. It's about creating win-wins, whether you're ringing an agent to try and buy a property, buy it at a fair price so they can get it sold and earn a fee. That's a win-win. Joint ventures are no different. There is numerous different types. So you've got the landowner JVs with a housing developer, and there's other JVs that can be had out there. So by all means, get yourselves on the 
Facebook groups online, read up about property joint ventures. If you have any specific questions, then feel free to ask us. And what I should probably say as well is, is before we actually formed this joint venture, one of the big things that was important from both sides was due diligence. Um, and sorry, it's something I probably should have touched on a little bit earlier in this episode. So what we both done just for our own, I think our own benefit more than anything else. And, you know, fail to prepare, prepare to fail and all that um, malarkey. We both ensured that we had a copy of our identification, proof of address, and an up-to-date credit check on both of us. Neither of wanted to financially impact the other. But what we also done was we had a, an agreement, a shareholder agreement, and a JV agreement drafted by a solicitor so that all of this was put into formal terms. And it was something that we could always refer back to if there was ever any disputes down the line. And the key with joint ventures is to have as much time spent in preparation as possible because you're about to either trust someone with your money or you're about to invest your time to invest this person's money. So both parties needed to be happy and conscious of what the business relationship was going to look like and where things would go after 12 months, where things would go after three years, where things would go after five or 10 years, whether the relationship was even going to last that long and whether either person had an option to buy the other out. So it's been a great thing for me. I can't suggest highly enough that people get into joint ventures. Um, I've now got two companies that are portfolios that I'm building that are joint ventures. Um, one's with my biggest landlord from the estate agency. The other's with this gentleman who came to us for evaluation. I've also opened a, a new property investment and sourcing and education business with the talented Kirsty Wallace, formerly of I Am Sold and old auction manager because she brought a lot of skills to the party. So I've actually done a business JV as well, as well as my portfolio JVs. And I'm actually in the process of setting up a property development joint venture where I've, bought on bo- I've brought on board a project manager slash quantity surveyor. I've brought in a town and country planner. There's going to be myself and Kirsty, And there's a former financial manager as well there. So, you know, it is something that I feel is greatly beneficial. Everybody knows network and property is a very useful thing, but I think joint venture is up there is the most important thing that I've learned in property. And I absolutely kick myself that I didn't know this earlier. So if I'm going to give you one thing that you've listened to in the 25, 30 episodes that I've released so far is take an hour or two out of your day and research joint ventures. I promise you, If you get the right joint venture, everything else is going to fall into place. So I hope you found this episode useful. If you've got any other questions, again, you know where to reach us. Feel free to reach out. Thank you very much for tuning in, everyone. And bye for now. Property Talk on the Tyne. Investment tips, stories and exciting guests. With your host, Tony Fares.